You're listening to The Last Thing I Wished I Said. I'm Linda Overman. The Last Thing I Wished I Said is a place to share that last conversation you wished you'd been able to have with a loved one, but weren't able to. Each episode, we talk to a different person who reveals their wished-for conversation with a loved one who they lost recently or long ago. Welcome to The Last Thing I Wished I Said. Today on The Last Thing I Wished I Said, I have the pleasure of interviewing a former student of mine, Professor Jessica Stewart. Jessica teaches English at the Glendale Community College here in Los Angeles. She's a graduate from Cal State University Northridge uh, master's program. She was a teaching associate there as well. And uh, Jessica also is a supervisory uh, instructor for University of Texas at Austin. I am. I am. So I work with the on-ramps program, um, formerly run by Dr. Connie Steele. And what I do is there, we work with students, high school students, um, across multiple school districts in Texas. Um, and they take an asynchronous um, course in rhetoric. Uh, and we provide college-level feedback on their papers. And the other thing that I do um, in my capacity as writing assessment specialist is I mentor um, and provide feedback on um, the work done by incoming writing assessment specialists. And I'm also part of the emergency grading team. And Jessica does all this amazing work through the assistance of? JAWS, Jobs Access with Speech. Which is a, a software program for visually impaired, right? And every word, every letter, is spoken, and I shudder to think that she gets to hear every single letter and word of the hundreds of essays she <laughs> she reads every semester. Every sentence fragment, every poorly formatted quotation. It's amazing. I have watched her, and she types so fast, and the words come so fast, and she just absorbs it all and is brilliant at the job. So uh, Jessica continues to be uh, an inspiration to those of us who love her, as well as her students. And you uh, lost your sight fully as an adult. Is that right, Jessica? Yeah, so I was 20, I was 23 when it started to go and I was 24 when it had finally gone. And uh, at the time, you, uh, when your mother and her sister, I think you were telling us a little bit, we were talking about it earlier. So there was an accident, some kind of a car accident, right? Yes, yeah, so they were, this was Friday, July 2nd, um, so it was 4th of July weekend. Um, ironically enough, they were headed back to Aurora. To in, my, in, uh, in Illinois. Illinois, okay. So this is my family's hometown. Right, right. And, well, my maternal family's um, hometown. Mm -hmm. They were headed back for a funeral. Um, so my my grandfather's brother, Uncle Joe, um, had lost his wife, Laverne, who had been battling cancer for the last couple of months. Um, and so she passed away. And so my mother, her oldest sister, Helen Franklin, and um, my Aunt Gloria were traveling back east to support my grandfather and to attend the funeral. And you said there was a... You, you weren't sure, but it might have been something about fog or something they couldn't possibly see. Where was this that this occurred? So they were um, they were on the I-40 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, my Aunt Helen was driving. And as you said, it, it, I'm not entirely sure 
how it happened. Um, I do know that they that they rear-ended a either a Mack truck or a semi or an 18-wheeler. Oh God, poor things. Yeah, and my mother was my mother and my aunt Helen were killed instantly, but my aunt Gloria did um, survive, and which we're all thank, grateful for. Thank yep, God, and, and she lives uh, with you today. And she uh, does. We're doing this interview in Jessica's office. She so kindly allowed me to come and do. Uh, although now we don't have my cat walking across the desk <laughs> like she would in my in my office, <laughs> thankfully. And my cats are, and my cats are, are scared to come anywhere near me. <laughs> so um, at the time, uh, were you here in LA when you got the word? You said something about before that your brother had advised you of this terrible tragedy no um it was really weird that day okay. so uh, we were living in so you remember the other house yes um so right. we had just moved in there in, in march so we hadn't been there we hadn't we hadn't been there half a year and this is encino california is where we are now yes so we hadn't been there half a year um and I'd gone to the, the very last conversation that I had with her was on the phone, and we were talking about how I could orient myself to the neighborhood, because I have to, I, at that time, I was still doing my own grocery shopping. Um, this was way, way pre-COVID. Right. So I would have, I would go in there and ask, I would ask for a courtesy worker, and they would walk with me for hours to do right. my grocery shopping. Amazing. Wow. And so we talked about how I would do that. And so I went to, and so they died. This was so sad. They died at 5.40 okay. p.m. in New Mexico. So while I was doing my grocery shopping, Aww. they'd passed away. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so I got back, and my brother was there, and he was asking. So I was putting away the groceries, and we were, we were cooking in preparation for the holiday. Sure. Because my, um, my Aunt Barbara and my godmother, Geraldine, mm -hmm. were helping to take care of my younger sisters who were going to be attending summer school while my mother was away. And your younger sisters are twin girls. Yes. Yes. And, and I still get them confused. <laughs> They're identical. I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking. I forget. I was cooking my, my pasta salad. You are an amazing cook, too. I have <laughs> been there. She cooks like crazy. It's amazing. She knows where everything is. It scares people. It's amazing. It does. But so I'm, I'm cooking and my brother is asking me all these really weird questions. And it does, of course, it doesn't dawn on me until much later that he was asking these questions in the past tense. He's like, oh. did mom love me? And I'm not one to mince words. And so I said, yeah, she did. But she may not have been happy with some of the choices that you made. I'm not knowing that oh. he already knew what happened. Oh. So I go on, I, I finish cooking. I go on about my day. And then my sister, my younger sister, one of my younger sisters comes in and says that um, some people, um, some relatives who were estranged, we're here. Oh. And the first thing that I do is I try to call my mom's cell phone. Oh, God. And I'm like, what are these people doing here? <laughs> we moved and we didn't tell them where, where we lived for a reason. We have nothing to do with these people. Why are they why are they here? And I was calling her and I was and I was laughing like, do you know that these people are here? Because I'm like, I knew that she would hit the roof. Right. Oh God. Oh, she dear. would hit the roof if she knew that they were anywhere if they were in if they had driven past <laughs> this house. Oh, no. And it didn't dawn... And, again, it doesn't dawn on me, so... Right. They come in and get me. Oh, dear. They come in and get me, and we're sitting in my 
and I, I knew. You knew. I'd had nightmares about this for years. Yes, um, of course. And I was, a f and I remember giving my Aunt Helen as they were leaving, because they left late that Wednesday night. Right. And I gave my Aunt Helen a huge hug. Aww. But didn't get a chance to do with my, well, get a to hug my mom. Aww. And so, and my Aunt Helen was kind of taken aback, because I'm not really the touchy-feely type of person. <laughs> she was like, what, what is this? And so we're sitting on my mother's bedroom, sitting in my mother's bedroom, and one and one of the relatives, oh dear, um, is explaining what's going on, and my godmother's sitting there. Oh my God, are they dead? And they didn't make it. And I, I oh, knew, no. I yeah, yes. I knew before. I knew before. Yeah, I, I knew before they finished the sentence. And so my first instinct is to get up and walk out of the room. Oh gosh. Um, I'm like, I'm not gonna have this emotional reaction in front of these right. these people in particular. Yes. Um, and I remember what one of the relatives kept yanking me back to sit back down to sit no because to comfort stay in the room to, to comfort me and i'm oh, just like you're like get away leave from me. me alone <laughs> so i don't i don't go into hysterics or anything like yeah. that i just because it's it's shocking the oh, first thing that i do is yeah. i call my so they tell me that that helen had passed oh. so i call my uncle taurus and they lived in los angeles and they lived in the building where my grandmother used to live oh. they were on they were lived in that building for decades so since i was three or four and mm. so i called him and i talked to him and oh. i didn't believe until i heard he answered the phone and he was in tears and I'm like okay oh yeah yeah it yeah. ha it has happened oh my god and oh my so that was it, w it was terrible and of course i have i hadn't haven't been blind all my life and so i have all these uh, images of car accidents oh from my, right from pop culture and i'm just like yeah you know what and you and you has yeah. anyone ever described it to you what happened so or that's a funny story too so i was taking a gender and women's studies class at Cal State Northridge and our professor had a creative writer come in and speak to us and she was talking about documentary poetry so what I wanted and so one of them one of the so this is Jennifer Ray Vernon and I was looking up I know that there had been a blurb about the accident and so I had my professor look it up on her computer and I'm sitting in this classroom full of people and she lists this detail Oh. That I hadn't that I hadn't known about, and I'm sitting in class, and it's a gut punch. I'm like, oh I did not need that information. Wow. And then before that, I'd had some um, those those same relatives say something mm -hmm. really really spiteful. Oh dear. Because yeah, because they wanted to be spiteful and mean spirited, and let and tell let me know other details. Right. Um, there are things that I I don't know, and that I don't want to know, right. and that I'll never be ready to hear, even 30, 40 years from now. Absolutely. So things have slipped. People have been irresponsible or just downright mean. But yeah, I, I know I, I have very few details about about what happened. And I it's probably know. yeah, it's best it's, that you do. Yeah. It's probably better. Yeah. Yes. Because, like you said, your imagination has taken you into a whole other direction, which is often the case. Yeah. You know, and understandable. So tell, tell us a little bit about your mom, where she was raised, you know, where did she go to school, how did she meet your dad? So my mother was born in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so my maternal family is um, based in Aurora, Illinois. And so I, I can only guess that they must have been visiting relatives at the time. They... So they lived in Aurora for the first couple of years of my mother's life. My mother's the youngest of five girls. Oh wow! Um, and then they moved to they moved to Los Angeles when my mother was still very young. Did she go to high school here? She went to high school here. So she went to she went to Manual Arts and she also attended Fauché. Um, and then she um, 
she like me was a troublemaker so she actually got booted out of faux, I wasn't I'm not sure if it was manual arts or or fochet but she ended up in so my grandmother's you're going to live with your father because they, cause they divorced. Like, uh-huh. You are going to live with your father. And so she actually graduated from Ganesha High School. Which is, where is that? In um, Pomona, in Pomona oh, California. Oh, right. Okay. And was she able to go on to university or did she have to go right into the workforce? So she started working and she was making, at that time, what at that time was huge money at 18. What doing? So she was working, working at Life Alert. Oh gosh, Life it, Alert, yes. Yeah, so she's working at Life Alert. I think she was work, working a couple of other jobs. The, the one... The one that I know for sure was Life Alert. And she had had bought her own car, had her own apartment. She met your father at Life Alert, right? No, they were neighborhood pals. So, oh, yeah, right. so they were all so they were there was a crew that, that ran together. So everybody attended different schools, but they all lived in it lived in the neighborhood. Okay. And that in um that where, part of LA. Where was that? In So this was um LA, probably somewhere in um South Central. Okay, but they all hung together. Yeah, so they, everybody hung together. And and what what was the circumstances of their romance? I know we talked about it, it was kind of very charming actually. Yeah, so they yeah, so they they were friends and they became more um i know that so i don't know a whole bunch about their courtship i do know that one of their favorite things to do was to compete was to uh compete like they played competitive pac-man <laughs> at 7-eleven so this is back when 7-eleven actually like when they had like the the, the mini arcades yes and so they would stay there until three four <laughs> three four o'clock in the morning <laughs> trading insults and competing <laughs> to see who could get the higher score with, with Pac-Man, Galaga, and all those other 1980s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pac-Man was, I can remember just being addicted to that. Yes. <laughs> I love that, that, that they fell in love over Pac-Man. That's really wonderful. It was really cute. So yeah. did you uh, come out of that experience quickly? Were you born right away? I was or? born in eighty. I was born in nineteen eighty four. And then who came after you? And then my brother, and then my younger, my youngest sisters. And so, uh, and, and these are twin girls who were what so many minutes apart, right? Yeah. So Brittany was first. Um, <laughs> so she was born one minute after Brianna, and she okay. and she lets her know that often. <laughs> and and just so uh, to tell our listening audience, Brittany. Is it Brittany or Brianna? Who is the one that actually is officially your assistant? So my, my sister Brianna works with me, and she is one of the most tireless, yes, long-suffering supports. She's she's wonderful. She she's kind of like your you know if you were a movie star, she'd be your uh, highly paid assistant. Absolutely, and my and my aunt Barbara has been everybody's everybody's been yes. really great and your aunt barbara i used to see all the time because yeah. she would pick you up at cal state northridge exactly and my, yeah, my aunt gloria helps but, me with all, all the tech so anytime this computer breaks down yeah, your aunt gloria comes right in there so. absolutely and so you're blessed with quite a support staff uh, yes yes i am and so tell us a little bit about when your mother realized how old was uh, your mom when when you were born you said she was a she young. was 24 and she ended up being a single parent after a while did she not yeah but but when you uh, were a little one, she realized that you had some visual impairment challenges. You yeah, were telling so, me. Yeah, so there was vis- vis- visible hemorrhaging right. in my right eye. And right. So she, the eye doctor, they said, and there were other things that she noticed, like things that I wasn't quite seeing. So there were yeah, so there were other signs that sort of let her know that my vision wasn't quite right. So she took me to the doctor. Um, something that must have that manifested when I was a toddler because I had teachers. I'm told at four months old. 
I don't know how you teach a four-month-old, but apparently I did have teachers, and so the, the, it didn't show up then. Yes. It just become it became very apparent in, I guess, I want to say in my toddling year, so two, three, that there was something. You Was it that you were cognizant of a blurriness when you were looking at I something? Or don't what do you, remember. What do you recall? I don't remember. I remember, like, as long as I can remember, I've only had eyesight in one eye. Okay. I don't remember ever having eyesight in both eyes. I was five years old when mm-hmm. my mother noticed um, that I had blood in my right eye, which is the one that I'm blind. I've, I've, I lost my sight in the in that right eye, so I've only been able to see out of my left eye for for the longest time until I lost my vision at 23. Lost so, completely. so, but, but nevertheless, you had a love for for school. You had a love for education. Oh, I read. She made my mother made sure that she, that she read to us. There were books all over the place there was plenty of tv and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but it was uh, but the, the discovery channel sesame street pbs right lots of uh, lots of the golden books like i had we i had the friv- all the frivolities <laughs> i played with and you you know how I, yes like, so i had i had barbies yes i had i had the barbies i had the easy bake oven but reading Reading, I was a huge, huge reader, an avid reader. I don't think she was entirely happy with some of the, the reading choices that I, that I made because it was a lot of scary stuff. Right. But she gave me my first Judy Bloom book. Oh yes. And it wasn't one of the the younger ones. With um, so when I say younger ones, I'm talking about like yes, the um, young adult ones. Yeah. yeah. It, this it was Summer Sisters. Yes. Yes. And Summer Sisters is, but I was old enough, so I was I was 14 when she gave me Summer Sisters, and. She was yeah. So she just encouraged a lot, a lot of reading. Well, that is evident. Yeah. I mean, when you came into my class, uh, you know, your level of rhetorical knowledge was mind-boggling. I'm just wondering now. Your mother, we have to, in some way, you know, it can't. We can't not think that your mother doesn't know how well you've done, in a way. You know, if we think about on a larger scale, on a, you know, however we want to say it, you know, spiritual, yeah. aesthetic. But if if you're if you could have been there with your mom or written her a letter or said what you wished you could have said to her in those last moments what do you think it would have been I you know it's hard to say what I would have said to her at that moment but I now mean, looking back I mean what do you think? now looking back I wish that I could tell her that I was graduating because mm-hmm. um, as I said I, I was at Glendale Community College for a very long time, so I wish I had um, an AA degree to show her. Mm-hmm. Which um, you, you do have, and you wish she yeah. could see it and wish hold she could it see in those. her hands. Yeah, um, I would tell, I would, I would have preferred to write her now, because mm-hmm. she has, she has a grandchild. That's right. Yeah, my, my, your brother has a child. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, he has a child. Um, How old is this little one? So, Amari is about three or Aww. four months old, um, and he was he um, he and his wife Amani were um, were married on New Year's Day. How lovely! Um, and so she has a grand. She has she has a daughter-in-law and um, a, grandson. a grandson, and she would have spoiled. She loved babies. So she would have really. <laughs> she would have spoiled that boy to death. She'd have been very proud of my sister, who is who is been out on her own for for nearly two years now and this is, is uh, working yeah Brittany she moved to to Nevada right right and so she self self-sufficient self-sufficient working two jobs gosh um holding down an apartment 
and has held down the same job for two years and before that had held down a job before she moved out there. So she'd be very, very pleased to see how responsible they'd both become. Yes. Yes. And, and and what do you think, like, if you had a chance to just thank her, what do you think you might have have just wanted to thank her for? I noticed some people I've talked to and they've said, you know, I want to thank my mother for, and I'm just curious, what do you think you would have wanted to thank her for the most? Thank you for not treating me like a disabled child. Absolutely. For not putting me on a shelf. One of right. the things that, that she and I always talked about was, so a lot of my peers that I went to high school with, had parents who did not teach them any practical skills. So it was because of her refusal to put me on a shelf and overprotect me that I was able that I'm able to dress myself and cook. Yes. Fry bacon. <laughs> even after I'd lost work with sharp knives after I I lost my vision. I was able to travel independently. So I did lose a lot of my independence, but a lot of a lot of the things that you generally don't expect from somebody who's blind, somebody who's recently blind, because of course you go through all of the, the courses and you learn the, the, the life skills and everything like that. Yes, of course. Um, but I would thank her for ensuring that I had all the, the basic life skills that I needed to, to survive in a world without vision. So she taught me how, she literally taught me how to survive in the dark. And she treat uh, what's what's brilliant. I think your point is, she treated you just like her other children. You you know you were not put on a shelf, as you said. Absolutely not. She didn't protect you. She encouraged you. Exactly. I mean, I mean, there were certain things that we fought about. So I remember we were, we were living in Reseda, and I wanted to walk to, and this is back when it was Ralph's and not Food for Less on yes, Van Noen. Yes. I wanted to walk there on my own, um, and I think some of that was just. You're a girl overprotectiveness. Right. But, but some of that must have been, um, I, she was concerned. Of course. So she was concerned um, because I hadn't really learned, learned formally how to cross the street yet because I hadn't been through orientational mobility. Right. I actually right. didn't have that until, um, until junior high. But for the most part, no. I got to go outside and skin my knees even. <laughs> and so I have a bone disorder as well. So I would go outside and I'd, I'd break bones and sprain things. And so I got to have all of those 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 painful but formative childhood experiences. Which which any child would have playing on their own outside. I mean, that's just a typical experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So she didn't she didn't she didn't treat me like a freak and she didn't allow anybody else to treat me like a freak either. God bless her. And I remember watching you walk down the halls at Cal State Northridge and you used a cane, you used a, a, a cane. Mm -hmm. but I remember you said, what was it the reason you can't use a seeing eye dog? You had said it was something to do with your uh, fragility of your bones. I remember. Yeah. It, so the training for a seeing eye dog is very intense. Yes. I'm in, I'm in terrible shape, which is due, due <laughs> in large part. She's trying to grab some exactly some too, chips. Exactly to my eating habits, but I but even if even if I'd been the appropriate size for my yeah, height and you're, age. You're, how tall are you? You are. I'm four eleven. Yeah, she's a tiny little thing. Yeah, I'm four eleven. <laughs> I'm 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 a um, So. But yeah, even, even if I had been the appropriate weight, the, the training yes. is very intense. And oh, you yeah. Do, yeah. And, and there's, it's a lot of walking. Yes. Even orientational mobility without a seeing eye doc. So that, that training for CSUN had me sore and in bed for two weeks. Yes, I remember you. It was, But you know what? You continue, and even at CSUN and, and even now with your students, to be a beacon of light, honestly. 
And like you said, thank God your mother had the wisdom and the understanding to deal with you in such a progressive manner and to be, what an amazing influence to encourage your intellectual ability as well. Jessica always makes me feel like I have to study harder. In fact, a lot of our colleagues at Cal State North are scared to death of her <laughs> because she's formidable. But I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jessica, and sharing this really, really, and at times difficult to discuss, but the beauty of your mother and who she was as a soul. Thank you for the person. opportunity. Thank you. And please remember, everyone, that you can hear The Last Thing I Wished I Said on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. So hopefully we'll... Uh, rejoin the listening audience uh, in the future. I have more interviews lined up. And uh, thank you again, Jessica, for a wonderful half hour. Or has, has it been a half hour? It feels like, <laughs> it feels like five minutes. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for the opportunity.